What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today we are here to review X-Men First Class as a part of our X-Men in Review series. I am reviewing every single X-Men movie, including Deadpool, including the Wolverine franchises. So, lots of movies to review. We have already done the, uh, the first trilogy, plus X-Men Origins Wolverine. So, this is the fifth movie out of the review series, X-Men First Class. I was actually pretty excited about watching this, to, to be completely honest. It was a movie that I consider to be, it's not underrated in the series, but it's not one that I just normally go back to. And when I started watching, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember liking this. But also, I'm not as high on this movie as a bunch of people are. But we'll get into that in just a few minutes. No worries there. But before we jump into this review, I just want to say you can go to patreon.com slash two game if you would like to support us. We have three tiers that you, you could choose from and you get a slew of content, slew of perks and whatnot. So go to patreon.com slash two game. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay Humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So again, thank you so much. Uh, but if you join us in any of those tiers, just know that you officially become like a, a creator, a slash producer of the two-game podcast, uh, Surfing the Stream, and then you get access to a couple other podcasts as well that are Patreon-exclusive. So you get to basically create your own content that you want to hear by joining us at patreon.com slash two game. But that's enough of that. Let's jump into this review. X-Men First Class. In the 1960s, super-powered humans Charles Xavier and Eric Lyncher worked together to find others like them. But Eric's vengeful pursuit of an ambitious mutant who ruined his life causes a schism to divide them. This movie is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who has directed the movies Layer Cake, Stardust, Kick-Ass, and then The Kingsmen 1 and 2. This movie had a budget of $160 million, and it grossed worldwide $352.6 million. It stars James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Jennifer Lawrence, oh, and Kevin Bacon as well. It has a runtime of 2 hours and 11 minutes, and it was released worldwide June 3rd, 2011. And fun fact time. To prepare for his role, James McAvoy shaved his head. Uh, he then soon learned that the filmmakers did not want this, and that they wanted Xavier to have a full head of hair throughout the entire movie. And then throughout the first month of filming, he had to wear hair extensions. This was originally planned as a Magneto prequel movie. So to just talk a little bit about that last fun fact, after the original trilogy happened, they were planning on doing like spin-offs of particular characters. Wolverine got his, it, they were the Origins franchise basically. It was supposed to be Wolverine and then Magneto were the two that were going to get it. And then I think Gambit was going to get one, but that one's been in like development hell for years and years. So this movie was originally supposed to be the Magneto origin story, and you can really see that throughout the course of this movie because really this is a Magneto movie through and through. And yes, Xavier is technically the the main protagonist. He's the main hero. But you can see how there's still those threads of that Magneto prequel 
uh, throughout this entire movie. And despite being the main hero, Xavier never comes in contact with Sebastian Shaw, who is the main villain of the movie. And then First Class is the only core X-Men movie to not have the extended title sequence. So yeah, not a bunch of fun facts, but that's neither here nor there. So where do I start with this movie? Where do I start with my general impressions? So how about we start with the Magneto stuff? I think that Sir Ian McKellen is a, an amazing actor. I think he's an amazing Magneto. I obviously grew up with him. This movie came out in 2011, so I'm already 21 at this point. But I grew up. My impressionable years were with Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto. I mean, he came. that movie came out when I was 10. So I've been growing... Honestly, I've been growing up with these movies since I was 10. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very... Uh, not affectionate, that's not really the word I want to use, but... I'm I'm very close slash I I tend to lean more towards Sir Ian McKellen as being the perfect Magneto, but but that was until we got to Michael Fassbender, and I think he might be better at being Magneto than Sir Ian McKellen is, and it's really weird because I think I think both are amazing actors and I think they do different things with the roles. I think Michael Fassbender is so much more believable as Magneto than Sir Ian McKellen is. And I know that might be a little bit sacrilegious. I understand that, and I get that. But when when Michael Fassbender is, is you know, acting and using, pretend like he's using the powers of Magneto, it looks like he is using the powers of Magneto. Like, that dude is going 100% for this movie. And his effort is A+. It really is. He is such a phenomenal actor. And then James McAvoy, uh, yeah, I mean, he looks like... He's doing a great job, but it never looks like he's actually using powers in this movie. It just looks like he put his hand to his head, and it just looks cheap, and it, it just doesn't feel it for me, okay? Professor Xavier tended to look more more effortless in the role than James McAvoy does. But just the look on Michael Fassbender's face when he's trying to move like a huge object is just incredible. Like it looks like he's actually trying to move these objects and he's struggling to do it. And he's trying to find that power. Incredible acting. I think he is the star of this movie. He is the best actor in this movie. And any scene with Magneto in it was any was it made this movie a hundred times better. I think if you take that Magneto part out this movie is not very good. And yes, I absolutely love the Magneto and the Professor X stuff in this movie, and I wanted more of it. And I think that's one of the best things about this new, uh, it's technically a prequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, whatever you want to call it. I think those two are the stars of this, this new quadrilogy that happened. And yeah, I mean, I just want more of it. I wish I had more Magneto in this movie. I wish that they would have given me a Magneto origin story, a complete story. I think that would have been fantastic. And then maybe at the end, he meets Professor X. I think that would have been would have been fantastic. Now, I do love the character development of Magneto in this movie. Again, I'm going to talk a lot about Magneto because this was originally supposed to be a Magneto movie. I think the character development is 100% there. So, to me, it looks like they replaced 
Wolverine with Magneto. So you start that first movie, X-Men. And you I mean it's basically Wolverine movies, okay? I mean Wolverine is the star of those movies. Magneto is the star of this movie even though Professor X is billed as the main protagonist in this movie. I I think this is Magneto's movie and the character development is phenomenal. We start the movie off with him at the at the Holocaust camp just like in the original X-Men movie. And they almost do it beat for beat. It looks almost the exact same. It's kind of crazy how, how how great it looks. It really does. And then we get shown this little scene, this little after scene where he gets knocked out, where he's in the office with Sebastian Shaw, and he's trying to get him to move the coin, and he can't do it. One of the things that I wish they would have hit a little bit harder was the human interaction with Magneto. Obviously, in the subsequent movies, he is absolutely 100% against humans. He wants to wipe out their kind, right? Because he feels like the mutants are the superior race. And completely understandable. I, I, I like that aspect, and I'm, I'm not against that. I wish that like either Sebastian Shaw or maybe he would have had somebody else in there that would have further driven that point to make him hate humans more than other people. And I get it, it kind of arcs that way towards the end of the movie, but I, I wish they would have hit the home a little bit more on him hating humans or how how he came to hate humans altogether. Because, again, Sebastian Shaw is technically a mutant. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say, was he a mutant at that time? Because he doesn't show us any powers until later in the movie. And they don't tell you that he's a mutant right then and there. Like, did he develop powers? Because he says uh, humans turned mutants with the with nuclear stuff. So, did he, with him working on mutants and whatnot, did he somehow gain powers? I don't know. I'm not really big into the to the actual comic side, so I really can't answer that. Uh, so, if you know the answer, email me, 2gamepodcast at gmail.com, and, and let me know. But I wish they would have hit further the human interaction point of why he just hates them. And I get it. that is It is their surface level, and it's kind of superficial with... You know, them just killing his mother, and really it's just Sebastian Shaw that's the mutant. So I, I get that, but I kind of wish it would have hit him a little bit a little bit harder in that aspect, and that's just my opinion, though. Now, that does not take away from the movie at all. Just, uh, just to let y'all know, that does not take away from this movie at all. It doesn't take away from the Magneto stuff. I just felt like towards the end of the movie, he's like, oh, the humans will fear us, we, sh- we are the superior race, and all that. And I get it, you killed a few humans from the Holocaust that, you know, killed your mother and, and whatnot. But is that the sole reason that you hate humans? Is it just because of that? Or is it because of other stuff? And that's kind of what I wish we would explain a little bit further. Now, so those great scenes with Magneto, great opening scenes. It kind of really sets the pace for the movie. Uh, some of the CGI is kind of stupid and it's kind of ruined. Uh, now... There's yelling in the movie, and we've kind of had back-to-back movies with with yelling, and I just do not like the just constant yelling. It doesn't add anything to the movie, and it really just takes it apart. It's just like ten, it's like twenty seconds of them just screaming, and just looking up. It just, I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Some of the camera shots in this movie are kind of annoying. I hate the close-ups of of the, like wide eyes and like when he pulls out the metal filling. Like, Magneto pulls out the metal filling of the uh, the bank accountant dude, and it's just like them 
quick shots of their eyes and their faces, and it just it looks dumb. It really does. Now, one scene in particular that I really want to talk about is the pub scene with Magneto and some of the guys from the uh, Holocaust camp. I absolutely loved the choreography. I love that scene set up. So Magneto stabs the hand of one dude, turns another dude turns a gun on him. Magneto turns the gun towards a third person, shoots him, pulls the knife out of this dude, throws the knife at the guy that had the gun, and then brings it back and then stabs the dude again. It's just great scene choreography, and I absolutely love that scene. Totally badass. It, it really is. As far as the rest of the movie, I dig Professor X. I think James McAvoy is a is a great Professor X. I still kind of lean more towards Patrick Stewart being my favorite, but James McAvoy did a, a very great job in this movie. He, he really did. And I think overall, I do I really do like the story. Uh, the whole story is pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of trying to put major events in with these superhero movies. I, just, I don't really care for it. Like Transformers, you know, the, the walking on the moon and stuff like that. And then this one is the Bay of Pigs. And yeah, I just I don't really care for all that, trying to tie in these these major incidents within the world to mutant stuff and superhero stuff. I, just, I don't really care for it. It kind of takes me out of the movie, to be honest with you. But for the most part, I do like this this whole story, this whole setup. I really dig it. My issue is is with the villains. Now, your movie is only as good your your hero is only as good as your villain is. And Sebastian Shaw, Kevin Bacon does a pretty decent job of making a menacing Sebastian Shaw. Like, like a pretty menacing villain. Like, I dig him, okay? It's just, I feel like he's more surface level than anything. He doesn't get a ton to work with. I feel, I feel like he should have gotten a little bit more scenes with either Magneto or Charles Xavier or, or whatever. I feel like he should have had more to do than he actually did. Uh, that's just personal preference. Now, a lot of the scenes that he's in, he's just monologuing to like his plans to the his next higher up. You know, for a lot of the time, it was Emma Frost that he was just he would sit down and he's like, "We're gonna do this and this, and then we're gonna do this, and now go fetch me some ice right now." And it's just like, these scenes are kind of stupid, to be honest with you. And they're kind of lazy. And I wish you would have gone about it a little bit different. And then, on top of that, Professor X finds out the the true plan for, for Sebastian Shaw by reading the mind of Emma Frost. And it plays off like a... Like, you know those old war movies that just shows off like a, a, a montage of scenes? And it kind of looks like that. And I'm like, you're reading this mind and you're seeing that it's just it's completely stupid it, it looked dumb and i did not like that in that movie so yeah at the end of the day the villain stuff it it's good it services the movie but i feel like it could have been so much better you had a a kick-ass performance by kevin bacon uh the fact that you even got kevin bacon to do this i don't know how how that happened but i thought he did a pretty good job i just yeah it could have been so much better so much better the potential was there and they just didn't capitalize on it and then like i said he just sits down and starts talking to his uh his one note uh super villain counterpart emma frost who i gotta say i don't know if that's just how her personality is she has personality of a stick in the mud okay 
she has no personality in this movie. She seems very monotone. And I don't know if it's the actress or if it's the role that they just planned. I watched a little bit of Mad Men. And it seemed like she was the exact same in that series as she is in this movie. So I think it's going to be an actress thing. And I think she's just rather bland, to, uh, to be completely honest with you. I wish they would have gone a, a little bit of a different route uh, with that. But that's enough of the, the negative things, okay? Overall, I, I do really enjoy some of the character moments in this movie, particularly between Magneto and Professor X. That is the star of the entire movie. The whole Jennifer Lawrence and Mystique thing, I, you know, it's borderline where I just do not like it. And they kind of hit you on the nose with it too much. And she says mutant proud like a hundred times in this movie. And uh, I don't know. I, just, I don't really care for her performance in this. I, I really don't. And I, I don't know if I ultimately like where this character goes in the, the series. But as far as right now in this first movie, I completely understand it. You know, she's, you know, Magneto kind of forces, not forces her, but gets her to his side and that kind of how it goes. But then Professor X just lets it happen. So, I don't know, just seemed a little bit lazy. But for the most part, love the characters. Uh, the the ragtag team that they got, the, you know, the kids and whatnot, I thought they had some great powers. Uh, just... It was like every five seconds someone was turning to the other team. Like Angel turned to the other team. I wish we would got more time with the, the villains to kind of flesh them out a little bit, see what their backstories are. I mean, they don't really dive into them at all. They're kind of just there just to get their butts kicked at the end. That's basically all they're there for. Uh, but for the most part, I really do dig the character work. The little montage of the training was a nice little, little thing in there. And I, I feel like Ultimately, that they wanted a Magneto and Professor X movie more than anything. And that's what they, they succeeded at. And I can't fault them for that. I think overall this movie is really enjoyable. I know I, I crapped on a couple of things, but there's just really nitpicks. I don't think this movie's boring. I find it entertaining throughout. In fact, I think this is one of the more competent uh, X-Men movies that have been made up to this point. This movie has the best action out of any of the movies so far it looks the best the choreography is fantastic i i really appreciated the fact that they actually made these scenes look actually pretty good compared to uh origins of wolverine which the action just looked god awful and then you have you know uh last stand which is the most action out of the first three movies but it looks terrible and but i mean it's fun at least this movie hits all the right spots. It hits the story, it hits the characters, and it hits the action. You get all three that just mesh so well together. And it's just, it really is one of the better X-Men movies. I just feel like there's so much more potential in this movie, and it could have been significantly better. Uh, I wish it would have just been an X-Men Magneto origin movie. But at the end of the day, I give this three and a half stars. I think it is, up to this point... I, I still have X2 as the, the best X-Men movie up to this point. Uh, I think this might be number two. I don't know. It may be number three. Depends on what my rankings will be when I review that last X-Men movie. But ultimately, it is one of the better X-Men movies. I think it is a little underrated when you consider all the other X-Men movies. Nobody ever talks about First Class. They really don't. 
And again, I'm probably one of those people because at the end of the day, I don't go to this movie just randomly and watch it. But it is a really good movie, and I think it's worth watching. I think it's worth adding to your collection. And we're going to see how this stacks up against some of the other movies because we have three heavy hitters coming up uh, shortly. So it'll be interesting to see where this falls into place in the rankings. But three and a half stars. I think it's worth buying. Go watch it. It is not on Disney Plus, I found out. I tried watching it on Disney Plus and it was not there. But a lot of the other extra movies are. So I don't know what the deal is with that, why this one is is not on there compared to the others. Uh, really weird. But I already had this bought. I had watched it on digital. So no issues for me. But y'all let me know what you think about this movie, X-Men First Class. How does it stack up in your rankings, your list of the best X-Men movies? Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? Let me know. 2GamePodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, whichever you prefer. But I appreciate y'all joining me, and I will catch y'all next time on another review.